Nico, you live alone in the city. <laughs> do you ever get the feeling you're being watched? Actually, I do. <laughs> I'll tell you what, buddy. It's not paranoia if you're right. In fact, they're probably watching you right now. Mark, what are we watching? Movie Tales. I'll have what she's having. Hosted by Mark, Jeff, and Nick. Round up the usual suspects. Three lifelong friends who all dropped out of film school because they all figured out they loved watching movies more than making them. Are you not entertained? Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. These cinephiles review and reveal widely unknown factoids, lore, myths, trivia, and cultural impact of the movie. Mostly funny. I'm your huckleberry. Sometimes serious. I'm going to make him an awful game. Definitely interesting insight into the best movies we only thought we knew. He's looking at you, kid. Watching a movie that just came out this year called Watcher. It's an independent film, and it's about a young American woman who moves with her husband to Bucharest and begins to suspect that a stranger who watches her from the apartment building across the street may be a local serial killer decapitating women. Dun dun dun. So uh, this came on Nico's recommendation. He's the one that stumbled upon this, and Jeff and I were surprised because we—he said it was a scary movie, and he doesn't really like scary movies. Yeah, it's not his genre. It threw us on a and we it threw us for a loop, and we're like, we got to do this movie right away. (laughs) I hope the gamble paid off. Instant reaction. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, It did. It did. Well done, Nick. You earned. You earned your stripes this week. You earned your stripes. So, um, obviously, the moment in time is simple. This is brand new watch for us. And uh, yeah, it, Nico stumbled upon How did you find it, Nick? Uh, I have a secret movie friend, which I've been referring to on our text thread. Okay. And she, uh, th- this girl literally watches probably three movies a night. Should we just keep calling her secret now, movie why friend? Why is she a secret friend? Do you not I tell just, your other it's, movie it's, friends it's, about her? Or it's just I... more enticing. I can't let you guys know my source. It's like... Uh, all the President's Men movie we've plotted uh, on. Deep Throat. So she's we Deep Throat. Her, so we, we should, should call, call her Deep Throat, throat is what I you're mean, saying? That's kind yeah. of sexist, but... Um, we're in an <laughs> open um, movie-watching relationship. You are allowed to see movies with other with other yeah, people. Of course. <laughs> um, you can tell us about it. And this is weird saying, but she's probably the most talented movie-watcher I know. Um, and she just picks all the winners. And I got sick about two weeks ago because summer was finally coming to a crashing end and I, I was literally just following her lead and just watching two or three a night and it was just hit after hit after hit and this one i watched uh around 11 o'clock at night i started at 11 o'clock at night and it was just i was so creeped out i live alone like you said that was actually not a bad intro and i, I literally was sitting in my bed afterwards waiting for somebody to come around the corner and that that's a rare headspace to be in it wasn't like you know anything too dramatic it was just i was kind of secretly waiting for somebody just to walk through and that, but not the fact so that everybody dr- could do you that to think, you. Yeah. You didn't think they were going to put a pillowcase around your head? And no, I just, like, it, it's hard for a movie to get you there. It's, it is hard for a movie to get you there. You're right, you're right. I'm going to try not to be too offended at the most talented movie watcher you know comment. <laughs> She's, That's a good but, point. That is a good point, Jeff. You know, <laughs> I, that, I kind of ignored that and didn't realize I ignored it. Probably because it was just such a ludicrous statement, but... 
You know what? You know what? God bless this secret movie friend of yours. Yeah, you know? shout out. Hey, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have got to watch this fabulous movie. I'll go second just because I took Nick's recommendation. This seemed like a movie you want to watch. So I watched it. I was visiting my parents uh, this last weekend. And I watched it alone in my parents' basement with the <laughs> nice. lights off. Okay. That is a terrifying way to watch this fucking movie, let me tell you. Uh, my parents have lots of windows. And, yeah. Uh, what about you, Mark? Um, so, I was just busy. Um, this movie was just... It just happened today. You had you had kids you had kids around and no, I watched this movie today. Like in between work, no, wow, tonight when I when I got home, right wow. when I got home, I watched. I'm two hours done with this movie. Sometimes it's the best the way first, to watch it. It's six missed the whole first half of the football game. Just came home, locked myself in the room. Like this is a fresh reaction. Then I like. I was yeah. just hoping you guys weren't going to give a spoiler. So yeah, I guess the instant reaction is the big. I guess. I don't, know, I don't know if we call it a gimmick, but the 75% of this movie is in Romanian, right? And we don't get to understand any of it. There's no subtitles for us, and that's clearly part of the... One of the of best the, devices of I've ever seen used in a while. Yeah, I've never seen it either, so it was really clever, right? And I'm assuming that it, it drew all of us in, that I whole concept. I, I don't think it was 75%, but it was probably half or less. No, yeah, it's, I mean, well, that's just what I was reading. It's, it's, but it's not like I'm someone's... It builds it that out, ISO... But. It builds that isolation for you. It really puts you in the character's shoes. Yeah, and absolutely. And in that unsettled feeling. Uh, and it, I mean, it opens that way. It literally opens with the first five words that are in Romanian. And in fact, when I watched it, I was like, shit, did yeah. I get the foreign version? Or exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, to the point where I had to actually Google it at one point, and I found a Reddit thread that kind of just got people discussing it and it was really good it was a really good dialogue so I was, I was happy to find found it but uh yeah i liked it i liked that concept and that was a big part of it i think that really buys into um that, that really helps you buy into like you said the isolation and that and lost if you don't in translation if, it, it, yes absolutely it's like the scary version of lost in translation that's a good another good analogy that's a great analogy nick I so yeah and I wonder if some of these young people that had to do with this movie, uh, it, you know, Zach Ford wrote the script. He really hasn't done anything other than this script. A couple of other shorts, I believe. And Chloe Acuna has ended up being the director of this, and she hadn't really done much either. So, I, you know, I wonder if they drew from some of that. <laughs> like, I wonder if they... That's not, that was a great analogy, Nick. <laughs> it's like, wow, yeah, this is a scary version of Lost in Translation to some degree. So, uh, I, m most of it worked for me, I would say. But what about you, Jeff? Yeah, uh, the vast majority of it worked. A uh, couple of big themes that I hit on, and I think it does in an amazing way. Uh, Want to shout out to Leanna Wilson of New York Times, who uh, had a great review of this film and called it one of the century's most arresting tales of female anxiety. And I feel like this film, better than anything I've ever seen, demonstrates how scary uh, and uncomfortable it can be sometimes to be like be a woman in a city or just around and especially a beautiful woman. Uh, they deal with an anxiety that uh, is really hard for us guys to understand. Uh, and I think it really, I, li I like that it worked well that we see the boyfriend kind of sucks and he doesn't understand, but they, but it, 
they point out that it's never malicious. And like, he's not trying, he, he just doesn't get what she's going through. And I, and it's a really hard thing for guys to understand. And there was a lot out there on the internet about this, the feeling that, um, a lot of girls feel this way because, uh, guys are constantly checking them out. Right. And, uh, I thought that that was done just tremendously well. It also, the, w- the way this film is shot, everything is wide open spaces or t- or really tight closed spaces. That apartment is actually really big. Yeah. And it kind of adds to that sense of loneliness of her being alone and being all by herself. When she's in the grocery store, it's a big grocery store. But if you notice, when she, the more and more she starts to get felt, or she's felt, she starts to get like, feels like she's getting followed, it tightens in and then it gets, she goes around those corners and all of a sudden the aisles and the rows are super tight. And this movie plays with space incredibly well. Uh, you guys mentioned the sub, no subtitles and just that feeling of just total isolation and just really a fish out of water. I saw a lot. Great call out on Lost in Translation. I saw a lot borrowed in this film from Rosemary's Baby. Oh, I never saw it. I never saw it, but I did read that as well. Tell me, I, tell us how. Yeah, just, it's the same kind of thing. It's their new couple in an apartment in New York. Wife stays home. Husband's working all the time. Uh, same device they use in Devil's Advocate, actually. And just adds to that just sense of isolation. Uh, I know I've moved to new cities by myself before, and I know you've done a lot of that, Nick. And we're both pretty social people and get plugged in pretty quickly. But the first couple days is a little disorientating. And you do, not knowing where anything is, not knowing anybody, uh, add in being in a completely different country. It, I, it just, it's a device that just worked so, so well. What, what else worked for you, Nick? What am I missing? Well, I like that you said that Francis was tone deaf and just so unaware. I, I think he worked, though, for what he needed to. But... Um... I think what worked best was I'm gonna Makia Monroe, right? The girl from It Follows to this. It Follows was fantastic. We've even podcasted on that too. Um, certain genre about being followed. I, I really like that. I think that it, not any woman could have carried this role. I think Agreed. she did it perfectly. Um, I have here the. I told you guys when watching this to pay attention to the sounds off camera, and I thought that added to a lot of the anxiety that you talked about. One hundred percent. Incredible use of sound. Yeah, especially the knocking from the neighbor looking for Elvis. I mean, that that was a very tense scene, mainly due to sound. Um, yep. When she's uh, stuck on the train watching the spider, she doesn't. She she doesn't. The sound of him coming up before he actually comes up. Those things that are off camera really add a lot to this movie. His breathing in the movie theater. Yeah. Ugh. Like, oh, it just gives me chills even thinking about it. I uh, going going right along. Favorite scene, Mark. Uh, by the way, it's Micah. Micah Monroe. Uh, Micah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, no. I just wanted to get it right for her because I know we got it right on It Follows, too. So <laughs> I know I looked it up at one point and I just was like, oh, I'm going to get that for us. But um, my favorite scene, it probably is that. That's that's that first like moment of that oh shit moment of this theater and grocery store scene. I mean, the theater scene... <sighs> As much as I like it, I also have issues with it. Like, oh, it's, uh, it's my favorite scene by far. Uh, Interesting. The, well, my only issue is uh, 
he sits directly behind her, so it's just so over-the-top intentional that now we know that she's not crazy. And so that like and there's lying, other so it gives it away a little bit. And there's other parts of this movie where we're led to question her. And at no point am I questioning her because of that's that fair, scene. That's a fair criticism. Interesting. So that it, and if the theater was crowded, then that scene makes more sense, but that theater's empty, you guys. See, and I he guess... literally sits right behind her. And it's totally creepy, don't get me wrong. In the moment it's creepy, creepy, creepy. It is, it is. But just later in the movie like you know when he pre- you know when he makes the complaint and it, through the police officer makes the formal complaint and no like in in we see her husband Francis you know totally second guessing her I don't do, I don't I'm not buying any of that at any point so and I think they wanted a psychological element for us to kind of question her I think they were trying for that maybe they weren't but because of that theater scene I don't buy any of that other stuff so you knew so, that he, you theater. knew that he was the he was the spider all along well yeah I, I knew he was somebody you don't that's just not normal somebody doesn't go sit in a wide open theater with see okay well I'm gonna stop you there because one of the reasons that was my favorite scene in the in the film was and it was that's happened to me twice and it creeped me out both times. Uh, the first, uh, I can't, the, I can't remember which time was first, but one time by myself going to see a movie by myself. And literally there was like three people in the theater and somebody comes in and literally sits directly behind me. What type of theater? And like recliner seats or like an old school theater, like the one they're sitting in? Old, old school theater. Okay. Old school so that's theater. weird. It just feels right on your back. And the second time actually was me and my wife and we were the only ones in a the theater and this, like, like, literally the only ones, and this single guy comes in and sits in the seat that's literally right between us, behind us, um, and just, and it gives you that weird, and I totally felt her the whole time, like, you don't want to turn around, like, who the hell is this weirdo? But all you want to do is turn around. So that scene had resonance and creepiness to me before because I've seen it happen before, and I thought it was... Really oh, that weird. scene's great. No, don't get me wrong. Like yeah. I said, so, the scene's great. It just blows part of the other scenes for But I see what you're. I see what you're saying as far as it makes it a little too obvious. It, yeah, that it's just interesting. Though, I didn't even think about that because I so related to. But I think the they throw us off, Mark, because we don't know that that's actually him. We don't. We know that somebody's there. We don't. No, know we don't know that it's him. There. I just know she's not crazy to think that someone's watching her, and other people are trying to tell her she might be crazy. Yeah. The other so, place that like, weirds me out is on like a bus. You're the only one on a bus, and then they decide to sit the seat like right in front or behind you, and you're just. I mean, like, movie theaters are different now. Somebody's sitting, like they're they're so spread apart with these lean back seats and true. these huge leather recliners. Exactly. That yeah, for sure. And like, that's you why don't even I, notice. If favorite but, scene. Yeah, but then, but back to that scene though. That I mean, that evolve going into the grocery store scene. All of that works so great. It's so cre- It's very creepy. It really and very does. good. Uh, really but guess. I mean, go ahead. I, there's a couple other scenes I want to talk about, but obviously, what, what do you, what's yours? Ne- mine's the ending. I think the ending's fantastic. How they how they played that all so perfectly. Um, I love the scene where she hears the noise and drags the neighbors, and it's Elvis breaking that. Obviously, that was really important tie to the ending. But I also love the scene where. Uh, how did Elvis get in there? By the way, yeah. That, I mean, is that a pondering right now? It's it's an it's an instant pondering. I, 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 I it's it's a pre-midnight pondering, so you can bring apparently, it up right now. Well, I only Elvis, say that. Apparently but, Elvis goes all over that bill. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I mean, the, the lady, we just leave doors open and on, Elvis gets to stay in there? I mean, knocks on her, the main character's door to uh, 
to see if Elvis snuck in there. Yeah. So I don't, Elvis is a. I, I feel like that cat. building is almost somewhat of a character in itself, which I kind of like. I agree with right? that. Yeah. I, the, the noises, they again that huge apartment, but the staircase is so tight going up. The whole movie plays with space so incredibly. Yeah. Um, but I, I love the scene where Spider calls the cop on her. That's a huge twist. And at that point, I, I followed along with the audience. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. He's just an innocent chump, right? Like, oh, he... I thought at that. Oh, I thought at that point that he was more. I was like, oh, that's a that's that's a total psycho move. You you turn the ta- turn the tables on your uh, pred- on your prey. Absolutely. So you didn't believe it at all. See, I believed it. I thought, oh god, he's just some poor pathetic. I didn't know to the end that he was actually the spider. I think well, I that's wasn't what... sure of is if we were going to get the ending where they just didn't let us know and just left us in terror or if they were going to like uh, find out. And then obviously we know it. Yeah, happens. I mean, they toyed with us. I, I'm with you, Nick. They, they toyed with us the entire time. We don't for sure know it's that guy. So I think they Agreed. did a good job. Agreed. I mean, yeah. we're left to assume that it's that guy. And I think it's if it's not that guy, then I'm going to be mad because then it's some total... Red herring out of left field that right. has never they, been seen the rest of the, the whole other time in the movie. So they try to throw us off too by like the spider being caught. Uh, they show the whole arrest or whatever, and you're like, "Oh, so it isn't him." So I thought that was a clever plot device as well. Okay, so uh, they did show that are? arrest. Okay, oh, I love the subway scene. Yeah, I do. I was just gonna say that too. You're so totally the right. subway scene. Oh, and by the way, for anyone that was listening, I put in some quick research tonight, even though I watched this tonight as well. I, uh, Romania, uh, Romanian people speak some of the best English in the world. They're some uh, okay. of the best non-traditional English speakers in the entire world. So that that totally works, all of that in the movie, for all these Romanians to be able to speak English, too. And understand that, it. And understand yes. it and all of it. But it also makes total sense for them to speak their native tongue, obviously. So that's why they all speak What you a know, great Romanian. choice of... What a great yeah. choice of country by our writer. Yeah, and the writer originally set this for New York Brooklyn. City. So yeah. so, yeah, somewhere it got changed along the way. I don't know whose decision Chloe. that was, but was it the director's decision? I, I don't think know. I read that Chloe decided that Chloe... Uh, but it, whoever Chloe decided that... Chloe has a rewrite uh, in the uh, credits. Okay, so whoever decided that, that I mean, they're, they're responsible for that isolation that we keep going back to. So, But that subway scene's great, and... I guess that leads into another pondering just because I want to talk about that scene. So she starts to kind of freak out about the bag. Right. What does she think is in that bag? A head. You guys... It's the head. It's, it's the, the head, head right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's it's the neighbor's head, but she doesn't know it's the neighbor at that point. Is it actually... I can't, I can't tell if she's like thinking it in her head or if it's actually... I mean, that's what it, she thinks. I, I didn't know that either because it might have been dripping blood and whatever. It looked like it's shaped like a head for sure. I that's, think that's it was looking like it was shaped like a head and maybe she saw either like the... You kind of kind of tell like an imprint of a nose maybe that freaked her out or... And it could have been it the, could have been a head. I mean, he probably the, cleaned the blood off before... Or, or the mouth. But... Why would he... It, just, it was so weird. It was, I mean, it was just such a creepy, creepy scene, and I think it's this guy anyways because of the movie theater and everything that's built up to this. Well, she she actually asked him in that scene, she said, why are you following me? And uh, that, that was just... And he, he acknowledged it, and I think that that was... The, yeah, I mean, the whole I mean, conversation of saying I mean, hi and... The greatest part about this is you read all over the internet, too, is the slow burn of it all, right? Like, it really isn't... Oh, yeah. It really we just... Say? What do we always say about horror, Nick? Uh, less secret. is better. Less. Less yeah. is more. Less is more. Less yeah. is more. And this movie proves that about as well as anything. It does. This is a and, very and, simple movie. But and Nick, you terrifying. talked about the end. 
And what's special about the end is how they just... They kind of flip the script on the bad guy, you know, not dying. Yeah. Coming back, you know, make sure the bad guy's dead type thing. And in, in this oh, case, it was... That. You're so in right, this Mark. case, it was the bad guy didn't make sure the good guy was dead. Mm-hmm. And so we get this whole random whether you buy it or not i mean she really looks like she bled out on the ground there yeah, i think but i think but that was her found, plan though that, but she which found the energy to open that drawer get that gun and give him two bullets and then give the old wink and a smile well he's also and, and, really good at cutting heads off and yes. he only he only got that deep in her throat though where she could come back it's kind of hard to believe too but you know maybe uh, and and since he was cutting heads off, why did he choose not to cut her head off? Because he knew he knew her uh, her boyfriend was next door. He did. Oh well, he did. You're right. Because he heard. Yeah, I think I don't think he had the time. And maybe he was going to leave well, her there he was and planning come back. I, I, he I mean, he's a serial he killer. He's her, a serial yeah. killer, so he enjoys the process. I kind of yeah. took it as like. He's, I mean, they don't, it, it's not quick and efficient. They like yeah. to, like, really. Oh, and that talk, man, when she looked at the closet and he even says, oh, I thought you were going to catch me in the closet. I was like, oh, that's man, a great... you were in the closet. Oh. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's a great scene. Talking about great scenes when she yeah, goes yeah, in yeah. there and you're just, in your head, you're just thinking, that fucker's in there. Like, yeah. and it's going to come back like this. Great, great device too with the. So guy. you knew he was in there, yeah. You knew he well, was. Well, you're thinking, yeah. I'm you're thinking, thinking maybe. There. I'm just a and sucker. Again, I believe everything they tell me leading up to the end. And once so again, we his... heard her scream. Like we yeah, heard we someone heard the scream. scream, and she's like, "That doesn't explain." Well, but you've also heard. You've also, but they played it again to keep us questioning. Earlier in the film, she heard stuff, and it was nothing. So one thing we should keep in mind, because we're being somewhat harsh on a couple of things, just not we or up. you. <laughs> well, I guess me. That's yeah. true. I guess I am, but I, nobody's nobody's disagreed with me either, and you kind of have laughed in agreement at this point. So, uh, you know, the director's brand new, never really done a movie, and only done some short films, and, and our writer really hasn't done much either. So, to give them credit, this is a great, great first early effort in their careers and uh i just wanted to give them a, a good shout a, out give yeah. them a nod there because sometimes we get a little nitpicky when we talk about some of these movies but uh anyway somebody got a quote anybody got a quote they found that they liked in this movie he's staring right at me and he was <laughs> as I, you said in the intro it's paranoia until it's not i should tell more people to go fuck themselves I've always wanted to live a nameless existence in Bucharest, smoking cigarettes and scaring my neighbors with my hysterics. <laughs> I can't think here. I can't breathe. I feel like I'm losing my mind. He's staring right at me. Maybe. Or or what? Maybe he's staring at the woman who's staring at him. <laughs> well, what? Well, Mark, you've been hitting on a lot of it, but what didn't work for you? Boo! Uh, nothing too major. I didn't love Francis, but I didn't need to love Francis. He served his fine. Yeah, I said that too. Right. He did his part well. He He could have been better, but he also... He got his assignment, and he did what he needed to. You also don't want Francis (laughs) to be too strong either. Like, so... Exactly. He didn't get in my way. Yeah, that's fair. I don't really have a whole lot and didn't work either. Oh, it's a perfect movie. Look at I this. Don't, yeah, I think it is a perfect movie. <laughs> I don't know if it's perfect. It's a. It's, a, it's just. It a good, it's very well. It well. It for what it it kind of is for what it is. 
It's just a very well ex- executed sleek film. What, uh, what do you where do you rank this at then, Jeff? I mean, you're this is your genre. It's not mine. I mean, were you scared? How scared? Was it scariest than the time you saw scarier, Insidious it was one? One of the scarier. It was one of the scarier movies I've seen. Oh, good. Uh, this like this yeah, one. That basement setting really worked for you. Yeah. Yeah. So does my feel, I don't know my, if I feel that way. <laughs> my my room's in the basement too. Uh, so well, it's, yeah. it's actually how you watch. I'm scary movies. It's all how you watch them. It is. And to if some you're degree. not like at, and that's why movie theaters are great. Uh, it's too bad this movie just got such a limited theatrical run because movie theaters are great environments because they're dark, and you're kind of around, and being around strangers, you get that shared anxiety, and I think that horror films work one of two ways: either by yourself because that's super scary, or in a group setting with a where you kind of get that shared energy and shared anxiety, and that can actually amp up the tensions as well. Uh, I mean, it's it's up there. It's other scary, like the scariest movies. Nightmare on Elm Street's still the scariest, but that's because it just makes you afraid to go to sleep. The original, and also when I when I saw it, uh, The Strangers saw that with you, Mark. That movie terrified me. <laughs> uh, so th- I, I like I yeah. feel like these ho- these movies that are like plausible like this. And probably do have, there's a lot of serial killers in the world. And it is a known fact. Anybody that's like read up any books on serial killers or watched any documentaries, one of the things they do is they stalk and watch their victims to pick up patterns to make it easier for them not to be caught. So this is a very plausible thing to happen to somebody. And unfortunately, it usually is women. um, Because for whatever reason, that is the preferred target of serial killers. And it just, but, but I, and that's what makes it hard for, that's why we're all Francis's. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if you no, that's a good our, analogy. I like that. our friends, our significant others or our wives, they would probably say, yes, this is how I feel all the fucking time. And why we're always like, why don't you walk me to the car or whatever? So we should probably be more sensitive to that. No, that's great. That's really good. Um, you know what's really creepy? I'm just going to throw this out there at one point. Like That scene where she first waves at him and he waves back, it's so creepy. And it feels very Hitchcocky. It looks it almost looks like a dummy in a window. Yeah. Which, There's which a adds... lot borrowed from Rear Window in this film. Just yeah. to mention Hitchcockian. So, uh, yeah, no, that it's a great scene. And all the other thing it does is it brings... Her anxiety it, of life. Well, it brings her attention... To him, because then in her mind, she's also going, oh, did I welcome this because I waved to him? Maybe, maybe he is, maybe he's staring at a lot of different targets and windows and her, her acknowledgement's what gets her chosen. I don't know, but that's probably the things that were going through her head. Yeah. I mean, the police suck there, right? I mean, all these victims are around the same place. Right. You would think the police, you think the police would have at some point done a better job telling both (laughs) of... Both uh, Julia and her neighbor, who happens to work at, you know, some sort of, you know, uh, I don't even know what type of strip club, whatever that is. Yeah, strip club. Where our serial killer apparently happens to be the resident mopper there. (laughs) Janitor. Janitorial services. Yes. yes. Which it's it's still unclear (laughs) when he worked. Because he was always watching and stocking, but uh, guess it was a show up and mop when you want kind of job. Yeah, we really did. Give, we really did let a lot of things get away. We let them get away with a lot in this movie. Just so you know, this is we're we're being very kind and loving. Oh, to there's some pondering. There's some pondering. Let's get to them then. Let's get to them. I'm curious. Well, we got a medal. We got to give away medals first. 
I mean, is there a career <laughs> corner we want to dive into? I mean, I think we're all in agreement that... Uh, the career that's going to be... All right, let me ask you this. That Micah um, Morose... Instead of career corner, I'm going to ask... I'm going to propose a question to you guys. Yeah. The right, We got the writer, uh, Zach, the director, Chloe, and our, and our lead Ford, actress. Chloe Acuna and, and Micah Monroe. Uh, which one of the three is going to have the best next 10 or 20 years of their career? I hope it's Chloe Acuna. But it's more likely Micaiah Monroe. Because she's on that new show, Stop too. Stop calling her Micaiah. It's Micah. Micah, sorry. Yes, but yes. It, it, uh, I don't know. Is Do you guys think she's that incredible? I do. I think she's incredible in this and it follows. She's good, but she's been... She's really good I mean, it follows. She's been in a lot ago? of... She's also been in a lot of things. And it feels like she's known for these two. But that happens all the time. We've done this... With the reason I pitched it this way, we've done this career corner where like not much was happening. Then they popped and they really took off. So I was just curious. I I mean, if I think you it's look a up good sign name. for Chloe because this feels like a home run for just a first film, right? Um, Miss Monroe. She, I mean, she could really take off. She's also been in a lot of stuff and her most famous. She's really most famous follows, for... And that was 2014. No, she's in, 2014. A brand new sh- she's in a brand new show called Significant Other that's gaining well, traction. A, it's a, a movie. TV show? Are you, yeah. are you talking about a TV show, Nick? Yeah. Did you watch it? No, you, go, you boys know I don't watch it. It's actually a movie, but it's a made-for-TV movie. Is it? Nick's Which referencing a TV they're, they're show. Back. Did you catch that, Jeff? I did catch that. I think she has potential. I think I put it out there for a reason. She might. I think she has potential. And well, it'll be cool. In 10 years medal, when we're still potting, sure. <laughs> we can go back to this and we can, uh, we'll either laugh or praise, our, praise ourselves. All right, medals. Nick, you're going first. I'm going to go Spider, played by Bern Gorman. I didn't mess that name up, Mark. <laughs> I'm going to go Bronze with him. I thought he was a great villain. I really did. I think... He was just he, creepy he and just fantasy. Yeah, he's got the look. He looks like he looks like a janitor. He looks like a stalker, and he looks like a serial killer. He just got this pathetic look looks, about him. He also like, looks like a guy that lives with his dad. Still, yeah. So well, he's got that look like yeah, like he's pathetic. Like he's got nothing going on in his life. Like not one single friend on this planet. Uh, you know. And it turns out he's collecting yeah. heads. And that was a good wrinkle too. Him living with the dad and the dad answering the door there. That was a good little gotcha moment when. She's oh, yeah. like, oh, bummer. But Chloe Acuna, I, I mean, it was tough. I'm going to go silver with her, though. We don't know, right? She hit landing about a once, a very promising start to a career. I'm definitely yes. going to see her next movie, no matter what. Um, she she knocked this. This is a home run, in my opinion. But the gold, the girl's name I can't pronounce, Micah Monroe. I mean, this. There you go, Julia. She's great. This movie doesn't work without her. Um, I totally agree, 100%. She gets my gold, Chloe gets my silver, just like you, Nico. Great job on the medals. Uh, Zach Ford, uh, the initial concept for this, he gets my bronze. So, uh, and uh, honorable mention went to uh, Magdalena Anaya, by the way, who played Arena, the poor lady. Who yeah, she was great. And was the uh, stripper neighbor that drank port wine. So, what's not to like, right? Uh, Jeff, what are we missing on medals? Yeah, uh, so my bronze goes to Zach Ford. Um, it is, I just think the uh, the concept of being watched was a cool, con- sim- uh, such a simple but cool concept to put into a, fi- a film. And if, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but we've talked about the Hollywood blacklist before. 
and the, his screenplay was on the blacklist. Yeah, 2016. Wait, remind us, is the top 10 movies that didn't get made that year? Yeah, it's the annual list of unproduced most like spec scripts. So uh, he wrote the script under a pseudonym, Carl Young. And it, when it, often, it often feels like they do get picked up once they make that list. So it's like if your movie doesn't get picked up, your kind of second chance at life is if you can get yourself on that list. Uh, Micah Monroe gets my silver. She's fantastic in this movie. I think she does great. But my gold goes to Chloe. I, the execution of this film is fantastic. Everything we talked about, it's all nerves, setting, anxiety, and delivery. There are some plot holes. We talk, we're, we, uh, we've talked about some of them, but we don't think about any of them because the mood, the pacing, and the way this film is shot has us completely gross, engrossed in a rather slow film that never feels slow. And that credit goes to Chloe. Yeah, she gets more right than wrong, that's for sure. I don't have an issue with you giving her gold. I think the only reason I didn't is because I saw this was her first feature, and I said, you know what? You gotta I earn gave, it. I gave, I, yeah, you gotta earn it. I gave Micah the gold. I gave Micah the silver for It Follows. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna bump Micah up to the gold because she was great in this. And she was better in this than she was in It Follows, so. She is better in that. Yeah, that, I actually have seen her grown as an actor. And, and she, she should. She should. This is eight years yeah, later. Yeah, she's grown so. as an actress. I, yeah, I like exactly. that. But, uh, anywho, uh, it is late, and uh, somebody, I've already pondered a couple of things, but, uh, Jeff, I think you have some pondering still. Yeah, so... All right, our our lead character here. Why didn't she go back down the elevator with Christian? And also, why did Christian just leave her there? Well, he, <laughs> he apparently had somewhere to be. He had a hot date, but like, I just I feel if I'm her and I'm worried about being stalked, I'm in the building of my supposed stalker. I just had some guy knock on the door and yell at him. Yeah. The last thing I'm doing is just hanging out in the hallway. He yeah. says, I got to go. I'm like, hold on a second. I'm coming with you. <laughs> that, that, and keep in that, mind the serial killer, <laughs> Spider was inside yeah. Arena's apartment. Oh, I didn't even realize that. While they were knocking on her door. When he was at her door right. and, call, and they called and her phone rang, like he was in there. That's why he got across the street too so quick. So that whole scene, that was cool. I mean... The whole concept of him being living across the street that to- that added to the movie. It definitely worked. It was it was all good stuff. It, it would have worked in New York too, but we would have had less of that isolation. Because what so. let that that was such a great device. Yeah. If so. the spider watched and followed her all day, kind of talked about this earlier and alluded to it, and had a job as a janitor. How did he have time to stalk and kill all of his other victims? But, you know, I don't know if he. <laughs> Or is there multiple spiders? What's going on here? Uh, maybe he was part-time. Maybe he was only a part-time janitor because maybe he, he was didn't even work in arena. Maybe he just went down arena. there and picked up a mop. Yeah, uh, cool. It, it might have been because he was stalking, you know, her neighbor, and then, you know, he got a two for one when when Julia decides to move into Bucharest because her you know husband yeah. needed to take her. Promotion. Well, and then he sees her wave, and he's like, perfect. I still Francis's think that wave fault. might have. This is really all Francis's fault because he took the promotion, right, and made his wife move across the world to just and, for some. More and money. when his wife moves across the world, what does she do when she's home all day alone? Starts. She smoking puts on again. a. She puts on a red cocktail dress, 
just to sit and stand in the apartment, not that be is stared, odd, not be stared hot, at. It was a very nice dress, but it was. You realized she was. He was home late, and she'd spent all day there. I guess yeah. wearing a red dress. Anyway, uh, does the, does his dad think it's strange that his son just stares out the window all day long? <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Um, that's what I got. What ponderings you guys got? Uh, Julia seems young, but apparently she was an orphan and has no family abroad because at no point does she decide to pick up her phone and call her best friend or her mom or her dad or anyone to talk about how crazy everything is in Bucharest. So I just thought that was a little is, odd. That That is odd. Uh, so. Did you pick up that she was an actress? Once she, yeah, she mentioned it at one point, right? Or to the to one of the ladies, right? Or no, to somebody. Kinda, it's at the dinner party with the yeah, co-workers. the dinner party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught it on the rewatch, but I didn't catch it the first time. That's why it looked like. Uh... Yeah, she's getting out of acting. <laughs> yeah, she's getting out of it. Since there's a lot of bullshit in that for. Um, things you may have missed. Oh, Julia is watching charade at the movie theaters. Did you guys see that? I did see that. Which is the same movie she watches and it follows. So now if she makes another Ooh. scary movie, I uh, hope that there's some scene where she watches Charade. I hope that's her own little Easter egg for the rest of her career. I, I hope so, too. That's actually quite... You're sure about that? I'm positive about wow. that. Wow. Yeah, Micah the same movie a... that Jay and... Jay, that's her character in uh, It Follows. She goes to see that with Greg at the beginning of It Follows. There's no way that's coincidence. That's a good catch. I know. It was, it, yeah, I didn't catch it. Somebody else did. I just read it. <laughs> Micah has a major phobia about knives. Oh, yeah. I did see that. And it added to her ability to scream when the knife is held to her throat. Because in real life, she's terrified of them. Slices her throat. Feels like Fly- a good thing to be afraid of, actually. What? A knife? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Not, not a dumb. I mean, there's I mean, it's not a, it's not like a dumb phobia. But I mean, how, pho- like, I mean, phobias are weird for some people. Like, I mean, do we walk in the kitchen and can't cut vegetables? I don't because... know. Apparently she's still able to, like, get her net almost cut off, which I still have questions about. I guess he wanted, I guess he wanted to, he probably wanted to make her suffer, so he didn't want to, like, finish the job in one, like, false swoop. Nico, what did we miss? Um, I have this movie was featured as the top ten films at Sundance, so I thought that was pretty important. The budget was only five million. I thought that was also where we're at to to make a movie like this. I think that's really impressive. Um, the rest I kind of sprinkled all over, but those two things were the best I could find. The budget was five million. Five million. Could have been six, and they could have marketed this thing better. <laughs> right, but it's so gonna I, have a yeah. it's gonna have a post. Post watcher life. Shame, I only heard about it from some secret movie crowd. <laughs> it was it was only released in 764 theaters its opening weekend, making 826,000. Uh, made 335,000 in weekend two, 87 third, 21 in the fourth, and seven in the fifth. Uh, so then, uh, but it was it's early. purchased. By IFC, Midnight, and Shutter, and released on their streaming services. It's it's early. This this movie still got life left to it, you know. We're, We're bringing keep... it out. It's this podcast is going to give it a second life. This yeah. could be, you know, we could be the first ones to the party here. You're absolutely right. 
All because of the secret movie friend. So, shout out to the secret movie friend. I should give secret movie friend a medal. This podcast is dedicated to her, actually. This episode. So, maybe we all have friends that just watch more movies than us and just fill us in where we need to know. That we don't want to tell anybody. That we don't want to tell anybody their name and and keep them anonymous. I like it. You know, we got to keep Deep Throat anonymous. To gotta keep our sources close right right and, and, and there'll be more know, hits to come too I, I love i love that we're doing this i really they do. only want to be a source if we you know keep them keep them safe gotta keep them safe exactly <laughs> you know if the masses hate watcher we don't want this person getting fallback right 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 viral podcast for picking it i love it so <laughs> final thoughts jeff fun movie if you like if you like a good scare and a psychological thriller. Watch this film. Nico? Um, I think this is probably going to end up in the top three of the year. Granted, top there three? is three? three. Uh, it's still three months left, plus an award season on top of it. But I, I just have a good feeling about that. So and- top Gun, you've already said Top Gun 2 should win the Oscar. And we are fo- and we got Avatar 2 coming in, so this will come in nice and third for you. Right. All right. Okay. Um, the week that I chose to watch all these movies, I, I felt so good about my life, and I want—I I really want to focus on that. You know, you go into the week, you're feeling terrible, and by the end of the week, you're like, "I won at life this week," and that—that that for me is really movies really do that for me. It makes me happy, and I'm so glad that I'm out there hunting these things down because when it pays, it pays off big. It's like you've got a little part of your world that nobody else knows about, and I, I just really enjoyed that, and I enjoyed watching this. Good stuff. Uh, at the end of the day, this was a, a rushed uh, bit of excitement for me, but I, I was so glad that we did this just because of the concept. You know, I hadn't. There's not another movie I can think of that put me through that whole foreigner experience the way this one does, and I, I really, I really enjoyed that element to this movie. So that that's kind of my. The, the biggest sell for me when I talk about this movie to other people will probably be that concept and that feeling of isolation that you just, that you totally buy into. So kudos to everybody involved that made that happen. It, 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 it went off uh, perfectly. So this is a great little scary flick. Hopefully uh, everyone out there enjoyed it as much as we did. And thanks again for listening to another edition of movie tales on behalf of Jeff, Nick and myself. We'll be back Again soon. Take care, everybody.